It's 4 o'clock and time for the Calvary Live Show, taking your calls and questions about life, the Bible, and living in Jesus. The number to call is 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And I want to welcome you to Calvary Live. I am Pastor Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley, and I am delighted to be with you to host today's program of Calvary Live. I am ready to take your questions and prayer requests for the next hour. And you heard the number just a minute ago. The number to reach us and be live on the show is 303-690-3000. Again, 303-690-3000. Lines are open, so grab one of those open lines as uh, we are looking forward to what the Lord has for us in the next hour here on Grace FM in Colorado and Southern Wyoming and some of the Panhandle of Nebraska, and also you on the Hope FM radio network on the East Coast in Pennsylvania and New Jersey and Maryland. I'm just so delighted that more calls are coming in from the East Coast, and I'd love to hear from you guys out there. And so you can call it that same number, 303-690-3000, asking questions about the Bible. Maybe your scripture reading has brought up some things that you want clarity and understanding, and I will do my best to uh, bring that to you as we search the scriptures together. Uh, Maybe you got Uh, questions about Christian living or current events, Uh, maybe a Christian worldview, how should we as Christians be seeing things that are going on around us in our culture. Uh, Maybe you've got prayer requests, and I know that many of you that are listening today, you do have prayer requests. So give us a call, 303-690-3000. We'd love to talk to you about the Lord, encourage you, exhort you in the Lord, give you the truth of God's Word, And uh, this is not only for you, the caller, but for all the listeners that are listening in as well, because some of you, you may be thinking of the same questions. When somebody calls in, you're thinking, wow, you know, I've always wondered about that as well. So uh, my prayer is that this show will be a blessing to all who are listening in today. There is a means for you to be able to text in a question as well, Uh, a text line. That number is 720-336-0897. 720-336-0897. You can text in a question. Be safe as you're texting, of course, and uh, we'll take those text calls uh, as time permits us to do that. But we do have open lines, so I'd love for you to grab one of those open lines. Grab it early in the show. That way you'll be on the show. And I know that we're in the midst of summer and people are out and about, but uh, let's uh, just turn to the Lord together and see what he has for us. Speaking of text questions, I know that sometimes we don't always get to the text questions, that the phone calls come in, and uh, we spend our time talking to callers on uh, the air, which is such a tremendous blessing. But I'm going to start out the show with the text question, because somebody texted me right before the show, and uh, they said they're not going to be able to uh, to be able to text while the show is on. So they text me early, and uh, they're listening right now, Bill from Greeley, and he asked the question. He said there uh, is on the internet and also on Facebook I have seen where a prophecy ministry is saying that Revelation chapter 12 is going to be fulfilled on September the 23rd, a major cosmic sign from heaven. Uh, do you believe that that is true? And I, I've seen that as well, and other people have been asking me about it. Uh, it's interesting because right now, there's a lot of interest in uh, you know some of the things that are taking place 
Um, next month is, of course, a, a total eclipse that's going to be seen in North America. And the total eclipse, uh, 100% eclipse, will be taking place just north of here where we're at in uh, northern Colorado, just a few hours up near Casper, uh, right through Wyoming, just uh, kind of in western Nebraska. And so there's a lot of people. What is interesting is is there are going to be tens upon tens of thousands of people pouring into those areas uh, for this total eclipse. But then what has come along is there's been some advertisement about September 23rd that Revelation 12 is going to be fulfilled by this uh, major cosmic sign that is going to take place. And uh, as I look at Revelation chapter 12, let me read it to you, uh, that it's, uh, to me, uh, not speaking of a cosmic sign that's going to take place uh, as I look at that chapter. There is going to be cosmic upheaval that will take place in the tribulation period. But as you read the book of Revelation, in chapters 11 and 12 and 13, it takes place in the middle of the tribulation period. So to say that Revelation chapter 12 is going to be fulfilled on September 23rd is, first of all, an error because we are not in the tribulation period. We obviously are not in the middle of the tribulation period. But this is the context in which they are saying that a great sign appeared in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun and the moon under her feet, in her head a garland of twelve stars. Then being with child, she cried out in labor, in pain to give birth. And another sign appeared in heaven. Behold, a great fiery red dragon, having seven heads and ten horns and seven diadems on his heads. And he goes on and he talks about uh, this uh, one who uh, had, um, you know, uh, dragon went after the child. But the chapter in context, and we don't have time to go into it all today, uh, but when it talks about the sun and the moon under her feet and the 12 stars, it's speaking about the nation of Israel. Uh, it's important that you let Scripture interpret Scripture. And in the book of Genesis, as you look at Genesis, you see that uh, Joseph had a dream. It was a dream of greatness in chapter 37. And in that dream, what he had was uh, another dream and told it to his brothers. That's Genesis chapter 37, verse 9, and said, Look, I have dreamed another dream. This time the sun, the moon, and 11 stars bowed down before me. So he told it to his father and his brothers, and his father rebuked him and said, What is this dream that you have dreamed? Shall your mother and I and your brothers indeed come down and bow down to the earth before you? So Revelation chapter 12 is speaking about the nation of Israel, how the Antichrist, the dragon, is going to go after uh, the nation of Israel that was the one that the line of Messiah went through uh, Israel uh, and uh, the son of David, and and then he's going to persecute um, the woman that is Israel as she's going to flee out into the wilderness. So that's the ultimate fulfillment of Revelation chapter 12. And uh, so uh, we are not in the middle of the tribulation period. Uh, it is speaking of that time where the Antichrist, as Paul writes in Second Thessalonians chapter 2, will go into the rebuilt temple. He will exalt himself as God, demand to be worshipped as God. The Jews will reject him. He will then, chapter 12 here, he will begin to heavily persecute them as they flee out into the wilderness, a remnant of them, to the rock city of Petra. So a good question. It's going to be coming up more, uh, but it is to be fulfilled ultimately in the middle of the tribulation period. Well, let's get to our callers. I want to give you that number one more time, 
And the number to call is 303-690-3000. Let's go to Michael in Denver. Michael? Hello, Pastor Jeff. How are you doing? I am good. How are you? Um, I'm blessed of God. Uh, I just made a couple of prayer requests. Um, okay. I'm still having difficulty with my walk. It's my desire to walk as a righteous man of God, and I still have areas that are in need of divine touch from God. His light needs to shine these areas and deal with them. And um, also a friend of mine, he's going to be ordained a priest in the uh, Church of England here uh, on the 22nd. He's starting a plant church in the in the Inglewood Riser area uh, here in Colorado, and he's got the task of getting this thing going with God's help. But he's going to be officially ordained a priest in the Church of England on the twenty second. I just want to pray for myself and prayer for him as he takes sure. on the awesome responsibility of. Uh, being ordained that priest and taking on that responsibility. Okay. I'd love to do that. Father, I just uh, lift up these prayers that are on Michael's heart as he's called in for prayer. We do pray for him that the Lord is in honesty of his heart. Uh, he still uh, has struggles. You know what those struggles are. And uh, you know but we're but dust. But Lord, as he desires to live for you, as he desires to please you, I pray that you would fill him with your spirit right now. Because the Bible says, your word, that if we walk in the spirit, we won't fulfill the desires of the flesh. And Lord, we still battle with it. We still battle with um, with the things of the world and the flesh and the enemy's temptations and all of this. Uh, so Lord, I pray you continue to grow him, that sanctification process that you would just move him forward in growing in your grace and love and walking in obedience. And Lord, as he lifts up a friend um, that is going to be ordained as a priest in the Church of England, uh, we lift him up to you. You know who he is. And Lord, um, we just pray that, um, that more than anything, that this individual would represent you, uh, would represent your truth and your word. And Lord, we know that uh, in the church today, there can be a lot of religiousness. There can be a lot of orthodoxy that um, perhaps doesn't have a lot to do with pleasing you. And I pray that this individual would be the one that uh, knows your word, gives that word, gives your love, because those are the two things that the world can't give, to give Jesus Christ and him crucified, because that is the hope of the world. So we lift them up to you. So I pray you bless Michael, his friend. Uh, bless their day, uh, and uh, just continue to be with Michael, providing for him. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks, amen. Michael. Thank you. Thank you God sir. bless you. You bet. All right, maybe you got a prayer request. Maybe you got somebody you'd like to pray for, and I think it's wonderful as you call in and, and want to pray for a family member, you want to pray for a, uh, a friend, you want to pray for a neighbor, uh, what a blessing that you care enough to to want to pray and and to give a prayer for them uh, to be a blessing in that way because there is power in prayer and we want to be able to pray with you and all of us that are listening on Grace FM and on Hope FM uh, radio network we want to join in and pray with you um, and 
just be able to intercede on behalf of anyone, or perhaps you got a situation, needs, you need uh, wisdom, we'd love to pray with you here today. So give us a call at 303-690-3000. We do have some open lines, but let's go to Preston. Speaking of Hope FM radio network, let's go to Preston in Baltimore. Preston, you're on the air. Yes, thank you. Thank you for taking my call. I you was are calling, welcome. Uh, one, for a prayer request. Uh, two, for a situation that I'm in, and I'm just a bit depressed and confused and demotivated to pray. Okay. Uh, my situation is I've been praying for God to give me understanding about moving. And I thought that everything was saying, move, move, move. I thought I was hearing this small, still voice to move. Uh, despite I didn't want to move in the area, it was a bad area, it's not, it was too costly. Anyway, I determined I obeyed God. I went and signed the lease to this place. The, the lady put the key in my hand. I go look at the place, still feeling like I, I don't want to do this, God, but I'm just going to obey. I'm just going to obey. I feel you leading me. Anyway, so happened the rental lady made a mistake, which she said she never done before. She left the lease in my packet and and when that happened she called me she said mr you know mr Preston, can you please come back i you got the lease uh, you know i need that and i just took that as a sign god's giving me a chance to get out of this that you know so i got out of it but i just get confused i'm like i thought i was hearing the voice of god to move and how do you know god's voice or your own voice what is, you know how do you know the difference right. between yeah that small right you know, still, still small voice of the Lord, because, you know, th- we hear from the Lord primarily through the word of God. But when we have very specific decisions that we have to make, like you had to make about moving, you know, do I move here? Do I buy this car? Do I take this job? Do I uh, continue in this situation or do I dismiss myself? That's where we go to the Lord and he desires to give us direction. And Isaiah chapter 30 is a chapter that brings to, to mind that the Lord would say to the children of Israel, Woe to you, because you seek counsel, but not of me. So you've done the right thing in going to the Lord, and, um, and it's important that we do that. And the Lord says in Isaiah chapter 30, In returning and rest you shall be saved, and quietness and confidence shall be your strength. And therefore the Lord will wait that he may be gracious to you, and bless all those who wait for him. But then he says something very important. Uh, the Lord says, Your ears shall hear a word behind you saying, This is the way, walk in it, whenever you turn to the right or whenever you turn to the left. So that's that still small voice that you're desiring to hear. But I also line it up with what um, uh, Paul writes in the book of Colossians. And in Colossians chapter 3, he prayed that may the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. And I know for me, when I am praying about something for my ministry or for my family or very specific situation, I'm looking for that piece to rule. And that word rule there in the Greek in Colossians chapter 3 literally means to make the call. In other words, the Holy Spirit is going to make the call for you, Preston. And, and for me, it's important that I have that peace that rules in my heart. And if I don't have a peace about it, I'll just hold off. And, and just wait for him, because I know he'll be gracious, and, and I want to hear from him. Uh, the other thing, too, that is very helpful is um, that the Scripture says there's safety in a multitude of counselors, that is, in godly counselors. 
So it's important that, um, and I think it's helpful, that you have people that are praying for you as well uh, to hear from them uh, because sometimes the Lord will use them to speak to you. But ultimately, uh, you know, you hear from them, you hear from your brothers and sisters who are praying for you, uh, the Lord is going to want to direct you. And for me, it's, Lord, I need to hear that still small voice. I just as uh, Elijah did in the cave. He heard the still small voice of the Lord because I'm more like, you remember that story in First Kings that uh, the Lord wasn't in the fire, the Lord wasn't in the earthquake, the Lord wasn't in the wind uh, that, you know, blew, but he heard the still small voice of the Lord. I'm more like, Lord, can you just spell it out in the sky for me, you know? Right. <laughs> and I'm sure a lot of people feel that way. Um, but for me, a lot of times, if I just don't have a piece about it, you know, or the Lord's just not prompting me over and over, you know, and confirming me. Sometimes he'll bring a verse uh, in the scriptures that will really speak to me to confirm that. Um, I'll just kind of wait for him. I'll wait for him. I'll wait for him. And, um, you know, that's the way we make decisions here at the church. You know, I have a board, and um, I've just kind of, in my ministry, uh, if we're praying about a decision, I'll wait till we all have a peace from the Lord. Because if we're praying about it, He's going to show all of us. And um, and if there's you know a couple of the guys saying we just don't have a peace about this, we'll wait. We'll continue to pray, and uh, and then over time as we pray, because sometimes the Lord is helping you sort things out, Preston. He's helping yeah. you. You know, it's like He says, "Come back tomorrow," and He's showing you things. And then when you really have that peace, where there is going to be that step of faith that you need to take, and then trusting in him, and then resting in him, that he guided you in the right direction. And, and even if the, you know, it's not easy or it's difficult, it's because he's continuing to work in your life. But that peace that rules in your heart is, is something that um, is very helpful, and just a uh, multitude of counsel, godly counsel, there is safety People, maybe the Lord will use others to kind of um, bring out some scripture or things like that, but at least you have that prayer support. And those things are very helpful to me in making decisions in my own life. Does that help? Yes. Yes, it does help because there, there was no peace. There certainly yeah. was no peace. That, that, that was evident. So it's, that, it's, that helps. Yeah. It certainly it's helps. Kind of, it's kind of like a caution, you know, flag. You know, the caution, just like the Lord is saying, whoa, wait. And sometimes, you know, he answers prayers. Sometimes he'll say yes right away, and you just know this is what the Lord is having me do. Other times he says, no, I don't want you to go in this direction because he may have something better for you. Or sometimes he says, wait, because I'm showing you things. Uh, you know, I, I want you to wait for what I have for you in the days ahead. Um, sometimes he says no, because this is not good for you right now. So um, it's important for us to just continue to look to him and to have that peace that rules in our heart. But can I pray for you, Preston? Please, I do appreciate it. Thank you. You you bet, and thank you for calling. Father, I pray for my brother as he's praying about this move, and, and Lord, you've worked, and he, he didn't have a peace, but Lord, whatever his steps are next, as he goes to you, that you would speak to him in that still small voice, that you would say, this is the way, walk in it, go to the left, go to the right. You promise that as we go to you, you're the wonderful counselor, that you, you will direct us, you will give us counsel, that uh, in quietness will be our strength, 
and those who wait on you, you'll be gracious to, and that you'll give us the peace that rules in our heart one way or the other. And I pray you give that to Preston, that he would see you showing yourself strong on his behalf, just guiding him and directly directing him, that he would uh, just discern the still small voice of the Lord, um, and Lord, the peace of God ruling in his heart, in Jesus' name. Hey, thanks, brother. Thank you as well. Okay, let us know how things go, okay? Yes, sir, I will. Thank you. Okay, have a great day. All right, it's good to hear from you guys out on the East Coast, Hope of Hope FM in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Maryland. Thanks for calling. Let's go to Bianca in Aurora. How are you hi, hi, Bianca. doing, Pastor Jeff? Good, how are you? I'm doing good. I need a lot of prayer, as much prayer as I could possibly get, because I'm going to be starting, and I've kind of already started working on a project that that is probably going to last me more than a year. I don't have a specific deadline. I want to get this done because of the nature of the project, and it's also why I can't really share any details, but I would just like prayer that the Lord sends me the right people to talk to and and gives me the right questions to ask and everything, as this project will require probably lots of interviews. But that's all I can really say about the project. But just pray that the Lord guides me in every step of the way. Absolutely, Bianca. And Father, I do lift up Bianca to you. You know what this project is. And I just pray that you would guide her in every way. And just as we were praying for Preston, she needs direction. She needs guidance. Lord, that you put the right people uh, in her path, that she would ask the right questions, that you would provide for her, that, Lord, every step of the way she would see you working. And, Lord, that uh, you would, Lord, um, just um, do what it is that you desire to do and that she uh, would be sensitive to your leading in every way, and uh, to hear the still small voice of the Lord and what you're doing in this project. Lord, we know that where you guide, you provide. And as you are guiding Bianca, that you would provide for her. And Lord, she desires to to please you, to be in your well, um, to uh, be following you. Just like the the, uh, pillar of fire and cloud in the wilderness, uh, when it moved, the people moved. Uh, When it stopped, uh, you know, the Lord stopped, uh, then uh, they would stop. When uh, the Spirit of the Lord led them in whatever direction, they were right there. We don't want to lag behind you. We don't want to get ahead. We want to be right where you want us. So, Lord, I pray that you would just do that work in Bianca as she follows you, as she's led by the Holy Spirit, as he prompts her, as you, Lord, just lead her, provide, speak to her, and fill her heart as she's desiring to please you with her life, and to to be used of you, fill her heart with joy and with your love. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks a lot. Have a great day. And don't forget to continue praying for Israel as we are doing it every second and fourth Tuesday of each month. 
All right. Second and fourth Tuesday of each month, praying for Israel. Thanks, Bianca. Hope your summer's oh. going well. All right. Bye. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bianca, if you're still listening, just let us know how things are going, and we'll continue to pray for you. We do want to go to Kim in Maryland out on the East Coast. Kim, you're on the air. Yes. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm not so great, no. Thank you for taking my call. I have been suffering with chronic neck and shoulder pain for 12 years, and it's getting worse, and it's getting to the point that I'm not sleeping well, and I can't rest during the day because whenever I lie down, I shake. I have a neuromuscular disease, and I just have... just every treatment out there possible of salt and nothing's helping and I just I'm about at the end of my rope and I know that yeah. God is good and he loves me and he's faithful but I'm just angry right now because I'm so tired. <laughs> yeah. And and it will make you tired and chronic pain is such a difficult thing to live through. And um, and we're going to pray for you. Let's go to the Lord. Father, I just pray for Kim. She's been dealing with this for a dozen years. That's a long time. And Lord, but you are gracious. And Lord, you are good. And Father, that Kim would continue to just look to you. And Lord, I pray that you would bless her and that you bring healing to her, relief to her. And even as Paul, when he had a thorn in the flesh, he prayed. And he said that your grace is sufficient, that she would see your grace, Lord, that she would receive your grace, and that you would touch her, bring relief to her, because it wears, she can't sleep. So I pray for healing for her neck, for her shoulders, um, that you would do that work uh, in her. And Lord, I pray that you would uh, just um, show yourself strong on her behalf. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Thank hey, you so much. Uh-huh. Kim, I want I want to give you a little bit of encouragement. Okay. In Luke's in Luke's um gospel, mm-hmm. there was a woman that had an infirmity for many, many years. She was bent over. And she comes to the synagogue and she um receives healing from the Lord. But she had been uh-huh. in that state for, for a long, long time. And one of the things that you mentioned, and this brought to my mind, is, you know, you said, you know, you get angry, you get confused, Lord, why aren't you doing that? But, you know, one of the things that she did is she showed up at the synagogue, and on that day, the Lord brought healing to her. And I just want to encourage you, Kim, you keep going to the Lord, okay? He loves you. Yeah, and, you know, there's... You don't know what he's going to do today, and you don't know yeah. what he's going to do tomorrow, but his grace is going to be sufficient for you, and you keep calling out to him, okay? Thank and you. Thank you. We're going to keep praying, and you keep help pray, people praying for you, but um, I've never had chronic pain, but you know, <laughs> I've known people and people that are dear to me and close to me that have gone through that, and it's very, mm-hmm. you know— very, very difficult and hard, so we're going to continue to pray, but the Lord loves you, okay? I know he does. Thank you so much. God bless you. 
Okay, you keep us in touch, okay? Okay. Bye-bye. All right. Bless you, Kim. Bye-bye. A lot of prayer requests today, and um, we'd love to be able to pray with you, answer questions. We do have open lines now at 303-690-3000. We're getting ready to go to our break here, and then we'll go into the second half of the show. But I just want to uh, do a quick announcement before we do that here on Saturday, our young adults are going to have a conference. For those of you who are young adults, college age, um, we're going to have it this Saturday from 10 to 2.30 in Ephesians. So I'd love to see you. Check it out. Sign up on our website, calvarychapelgreeley.com. And we're going to be right back. Stay tuned to Calvary Live. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Call us with your questions about life, the Bible, and living in Jesus right now at 303-690-3000. I want to welcome you back to Calvary Live to the second half of our program. Again, my name is Pastor Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley in beautiful northern Colorado. And I am in studio ready to take your questions and prayer requests uh, you heard the number. We have all open lines right now, so give me a call, 303-690-3000. That is for all of you listening on Grace FM uh, all along the Front Range in Colorado from Pueblo up through uh, Colorado Springs and then from Castle Rock up through uh, Boulder and Fort Collins and Greeley and into southern Wyoming. I'd love to hear from you. Give me a call, and maybe you got a question about the scriptures. Maybe you got a question about current events, or uh, you know, just living for the Lord. Uh, maybe you got prayer requests. We've been taking calls in the first half, people calling for uh, just physical needs and uh, infirmities that they're going through and difficulties. Uh, just praying for God's guidance. We're here to minister to you, and that's really what this show is all about, not only to answer your questions, but to really minister to you and uh, to be able to be an encouragement to you, to steer you to the Word of God, to be able to um, just encourage you in every way that we can. So it's such a blessing to be with you. Always a blessing to be with you on Tuesdays and anytime I have the opportunity to host this wonderful program. So give me a call. Lines are open, 303-690-3000. Right before the break, I was just giving a quick announcement for young adults, for our young adults conference that's going to be taking place here in northern Colorado. So those of you uh, in the Greeley area, we are going to be doing that on Saturday, 10 to 2 o'clock, and it will be in the book of Ephesians, uh, Shine Your Light. And I really pray that um, that you would have the opportunity to be able to come because a lot of you are going to be going back to school next month and a lot of you, uh, as you're beginning to start maybe your careers at work, uh, whatever the case may be for you, the Lord desires to use you. The Lord desires uh, for you to uh, um, just be a light to others. And that's what we want to encourage you to do. It's $10 at the door. It's going to be a catered lunch. 
And so come out and see us. You can sign up on our website, calvarychapelgreeley.com, get directions to the church. And I know you'll be blessed. And you can see the other services that we are doing, A Song of Solomon tomorrow night at 7 o'clock, and then also the Gospel of Luke on Sunday mornings, 8, 9.30, and 11 o'clock. Love to meet you. Love for you to come out and learn the scriptures and uh, be able to meet you and your family as well. we got children's ministry at all our services, a dynamic nursery uh, in children's ministry uh, that takes place, uh, middle schoolers, high schoolers that meet tomorrow night. Uh, just look, and all the information is there at calvarychapelgreeley.com. But let's get back to our phones to Robert in North Glen. Robert? Yes. How are you today? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm great. What can so, we do for you? So my question was, um, I was born and raised Catholic, and then I converted over to being a Christian, and been a Christian for six years. And I always, when I go home, my parents are Catholic, and they always do the sign of the cross. Right. I didn't know, because sometimes I do it, um, out of habit, I didn't know if that was right or wrong, or... Uh, you, you know, I, I know what you mean because I grew up in the Catholic Church, okay. and you, you know, you know, when you went to mass, you dipped your finger in in the the what they called holy water, and then you did the sign of the cross. And during mass, you did that. When you prayed, you know, um, you did that. It was interesting that uh, there was uh, a young lady that came in. Uh, not long ago, and she was really asking questions, some really good questions. I could tell she loved the Lord, um, but she she was you know part of the Catholic Church. And then as I prayed, she did the sign of the cross. To me, it's just a, a religious act. Um, I remember when I was in uh, uh, college, I was working for a landscaping company, and there's a guy that rode in the truck, and any time that he passed by a church, you know, a Catholic church, he'd do the sign of the cross. Well, it doesn't really mean anything. <laughs> um, it's, it's just kind of a, a religious act. I don't know. Um, but, you know, that's something that Catholics do. And um, you see it on the football field, you know, when a guy makes a touchdown, uh, you see it at different times. That what matters, Robert, is your heart. And... Um, and that's what really matters. You know, it reminds me of a story, Robert. You remember, I don't know, in Second um, Kings, that the story of Elijah, uh, and in that story, uh, that Naaman, the Syrian king, uh, yeah. came to Elijah, he dipped in the Jordan River, and he got healed of leprosy. Right. And, and all of a sudden he realized that Man, the God of Israel is true, and 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 so what he did is he took some dirt, and he asked Elijah, "Is it okay if I take some dirt back to Syria?" Because he didn't know he he was still kind of like you know the God of Israel um, is the creator of the universe. He's the God, the only true God, but he was still kind of in in the mindset of the God of Israel. I got to take some dirt back so I can be kind of closer. To God, and and that was his mindset at the time. So he asked Elijah, you know, can I take some dirt? And Elijah didn't give him this long sermon. Elijah just said, "Go in peace." And there are times where I, I see that, and you know, like this young lady is like, "Go in peace." 
the main thing is point them to Jesus. And the main thing is to have a heart for Jesus. And even for my Catholic family, I'm going to see actually a lot of them. I'm going to head back uh, and do a funeral for an uncle back in Kansas. And um, I just want to, to point them to Jesus. It's not the religiousness. It's not, you know, any of those things. It is that personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And that's what I always try to keep the focus on. Jesus Christ and him crucified. Right. Awesome. So, yeah. So, that, you know. That answers yeah. my question pretty good. And that's kind of the way I felt anyway. You know? Yeah. And, you know, you can have different things that people do. and But the main thing is your relationship with Jesus Christ and knowing the Word of God. And, you know, just share that with your family. So, um, you know, God's not going to be all upset because, you know, sometimes I still want to do it out of habit. I did it for so many years. I, I don't, but, you know, just just love him. All right? All right. Thank you very much, and have a wonderful day. You bet, Robert. God bless you. All right. Jesus, know him, learn of him, you know, the scriptures, uh, enjoy him. It's about a personal relationship with him, not all the religiousness that, you know, sometimes we do the signs and things like that, relics, and we kind of get focused on those things. And uh, more and more, I just put those things aside and just love the Lord and know about him. Hey, I got open lines, so give me a call at 303-690-3000. And love to hear from you and talk with you on the air. We also have a means for you to text a question in. And since we got a few minutes, um, we will take those text questions. But it's not too late to text in a question at 720-336-0897. There is one that has come in that says that God desired to give spiritual gifts to every believer. And I, I believe that the scripture shows us that he does that we as believers, and I'm going to read from 1 Corinthians chapter 14. Let me turn over there. But um, actually from chapter 12 of 1 Corinthians, chapters 12, 13, and 14, Paul is dealing with spiritual gifts uh, in the church. And he says some very important things uh, about the, the, the unity of the body of Christ and the diversity of gifts. He says there's diversity of gifts, but the same Spirit. All comes from the Holy Spirit. Uh, There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. There's diversities of activities, but the same God who works all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. So right there, it gives us indication that the Lord desires to give us spiritual gifts for the profit of all, and that is what the spiritual gifts are for. The spiritual gifts are for us to edify and encourage and bless others in the body of Christ. The only spiritual gift uh, that is the edification of oneself is the gift of tongues. And Paul explains that in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, that he who speaks in a tongue speaks to God and edifies himself. The other gifts are to edify the body of Christ. And he goes on to say in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, but uh, one in the same spirit works all these things just distributing to each one individually as he will. So the Lord desires to give you spiritual gifts to function in the body of Christ. There are different members, and he goes on in chapter 12 to 
explained that just as our bodies have different members, it all works together. That's where the unity comes in so the body can function. Uh, We have fingers, we have hands, we have ears, nose, feet, and it's all to benefit the whole body so the body can function the way it's supposed to. And it's the same with the body of Christ. And then also in chapter 12 of Romans, I'll read very quickly uh, to you when it comes to spiritual gifts. And and I think it's important for us to really desire spiritual gifts. Paul says, uh, I'll show you a more excellent way, um, desire the best gift, and that is love, but then to have the spiritual gifts that are exercised so we can bless others. And that's why it's important to be in the church um, that uh, for the edification of the body, for um, the equipping of the saints uh, that uh, Paul writes about in Ephesians chapter uh, 4. So, very important that uh, we use our spiritual gifts to bless one another so the body of Christ can function the way it's supposed to. But let me read from Romans chapter 12. So we, being many, are one body in Christ and individually members of one another, having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us. So it's given to us by the Holy Spirit, gifting us here. Um, if you know, If it's prophecy, then prophesy in proportion to faith. Ministry. Uh, then minister, teaches and teaching, exhort and exhortation. So the spiritual gifts talked about in Romans chapter 12, uh, also in 1 Corinthians 12, 13, 14, and also Peter talks about spiritual gifts in Ephesians chapter 4. You get a good idea how important they are to be used by the Christian in the body of Christ. So good question about spiritual gifts. Let's go back to our phone lines again, 303 690 we do have open lines, but let's go to Dean in Kersey, Colorado. Dean, how are you? Good. How you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for calling. Very good. Hey, I had a question about, I suppose it would be a career path. Um, how would I know the difference between a necessary struggle in a career versus God saying, hey, you're going the wrong way, so I have this plan for you instead? Yeah, and and that is because sometimes in in a job it's like, Lord, uh, you know, you have me here. Is it um, is this what you have for me to go down and continue in this, or is it just for right now to provide for my family or for my needs? And again, He'll help you sort that out. We've had some questions on the show if, if you've been listening on, you know, how do I know the decisions to make? How do I hear the still small voice of the Lord? When it comes specifically, what you're asking about is for a career path. Um, I think he'll show that to you uh, because you know we are to to make a living. We are to to work, and um, and so you want to do that. Um, and is this the direction I'm supposed to go or not? And I think he'll give you a piece about it if you are to go in that direction or whether you're to change. And so you keep praying about it, uh, Dean, and keep um, you know. Uh, the Lord will show you um, in different ways. Um, and as you just go to him for counsel, as we've already mentioned in Isaiah chapter 30, he promises he'll be gracious for those who wait and to be a voice behind you saying, this is the way walk in it. But specifically, I, you know, um, that's the neat thing about being a Christian. I was telling uh, somebody earlier in the show, for me, I wish the Lord would just write it in the sky um, and tell me. In the Old Testament, they used to have the Urim and the Thummim that they go to the priest, but we do have the Holy Spirit, and that's so much better to guide you and direct you. So 
Um, you know, in the career that you're in, Dean, um, you kind of, if you know the field, um, what it's going to be like moving forward in that career, those are all questions uh, that you take to the Lord. He'll show you those things. And is this something that I want to do, desire to do? Uh, Lord, are you putting anything else on my heart? What are other opportunities? All those things I'm sure you're already wrestling through uh, in that. So, and we'll certainly pray for you. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah. So, Father, I pray for Dean because it is a big question. I mean, when we work, we spend so many hours doing that. And um, it's, it's a means of paying bills, providing for ourselves. But, Lord, a career also is something that we desire to do and have interest in and to be able to uh, look forward to doing something that— uh, we know that there isn't a, any job out there, a career that there isn't stresses or there isn't challenges. But, Lord, I pray you just be with Dean as he's praying about that. Do I continue in what I'm doing, or am I just here for a season? Lord, that you would guide him and show him in that. And, Lord, I pray that you would bless him and that you would make it very, very clear. And uh, that you be that voice behind him saying, this is the way, walk in it. Go to the right, go to the left. And give him that peace that passes understanding and that peace that rules in his heart. And I just pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You know, know, Dean, just my own experience. um, uh, I remember when, and maybe this is more for somebody who was younger, uh, I remember just wrestling with the same thing, Lord, in all of this, and the journey that the Lord took me through, um, you know, doing this particular job, and I thought, well, this is what I'm supposed to do, and then he showed me, no, uh, you're going to do something else. And But in each one of those jobs, he was showing me something that he wanted me to learn and prepare for me for what he did have for me um, in being in ministry now for 25 years. And and so there's always that preparatory work that he's doing, preparing you for perhaps continuing in that career, progressing in it, um, or whatever he might have for you. But one of the things that the Lord always was so faithful to show it to me when he needed to show it to me, and he'll do the same thing for you. Okay. Uh, that's good. I'm just impatient, like you know, a human, I guess. <laughs> you know what, Dean? You're talking to a person that's very impatient too at times, and because we want to know, and and that's why he says he'll be gracious to those who wait on him. And you know, in our spiritual lives, um, and you know this, and most people listening know this, and they too, we can get very impatient because we we want to know, Lord, what's going to happen six months, a year from now. Um, where am I going to go? Is this going to work out? Uh, and the Lord says, come back and see me tomorrow. <laughs> and day by day, walking in faith in him. But as you do, he's just working and he's showing and he's going to guide you. And you're going to look back and say, Lord, now I see that you were teaching me some things or you were um, preparing in this way. And he's going to get you there. It's just going to be a day at a time. Okay. All right. Good. All right, Dean. <laughs> Let me know how it goes, okay? I will. I will. Thank you. All right. All right, Dean. We'll be praying for you. Thank you. You bet. Thanks for calling in. 
big decisions that a lot of us, we have to make, you know, when it comes to careers or relationships or whatever it is. And that's the thing. The Lord doesn't tell us what's going to happen six months, a year, five years from now. You go to a job interview and they'll ask you, what's your goals in five years? And you start telling them and the Lord may want to do something else, but it's a day by day walk with him. And that's what really makes Christianity so exciting because you're looking to him and depending on him and going back to him. And I know he's, he has said to me, Jeff, come back and see me, you know, tomorrow, come back and see me. I'll guide you. I'll direct you. And I look back and I remember just, uh, when I first got married to Sue, uh, I thought that real estate, uh, was going to be my career. And I got, you know, into real estate and it just, it wasn't for me. So those of you who are in real estate, God bless you. But for me, it just wasn't. And I remember just, um, sitting there with my head down. Uh, Sue was nine months pregnant with her first child thinking, Lord, this isn't for me. Um, you know, what am I going to do? And then, you know, he, he showed me step by step and he showed me things that I needed to know. And, um, you know, and he got me to where he needed me to be. He's so faithful and he'll be faithful to you, uh, as well. So you keep going to him, keep calling out to him and being confident of this very thing that he has begun a good work in you will bring it to completion. And that's what he desires to do as well. Well, we do have open lines. Let's go back to, well, let's go to uh, Dominic in Lakewood. Hi, Pastor. Dominic, how are you? Uh, I'm doing very well. Thank you. I'm very blessed. Um, Good. Thank you for taking my call. You bet. Uh, I just had a a quick question. It was, um, I I still have a lot more reading to do on this, but um, I just wanted to see if uh, I could get a little more clarification before I uh, really dig into the Word. As uh, I, I just wanted to know, um, I know that uh, uh, in Revelation it talks about, um, or, uh, you know, throughout the Bible it talks about our, our resurrection as believers, right. or, or that, uh, you know, we will be resurrected and then um, some will be resurrected for judgment. But then uh, also I've heard that, you know, if we're absent from the body, we're present with the Lord. Um, right. Uh, like as the thief on the cross, uh, you know, uh, renounced and and um, and said, "Just remember me." And he said, "Today you will be with me in paradise." So, I was wondering mm-hmm. how how that works. So, if if now when we die, if we're present with the Lord, or if we have to wait uh, for the resurrection, if we rest until then. No. Paul makes it very clear. In matter of fact, in Second Corinthians chapter five. When he talks about the resurrection, he he talked about the resurrection to the Corinthians in his first letter, right? Mm-hmm. And it's the longest chapter in the book. And, and uh, as he's talking about it, he says, because Christ has risen, we are going to, to rise from the grave. We have that same promise that will be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye. Uh, uh-huh. That which is corrupt will be incorruptible. That which is mortal, immortal. Uh, he says there's uh, telestial bodies, uh, earthly bodies, and there's celestial bodies, heavenly bodies. So he brings right. up this whole subject of the resurrection that, you know, the promises that, that we shall uh, all be, you know, those who uh, are believers will, should be changed in a moment, twinkling of an eye. It's a reference to the rapture of the church. 
So you can write down First Thessalonians chapter four, where again okay. the ch- they're wondering about the resurrection. Paul says, "I don't want you to be ignorant concerning this subject." And as he's talking to them, he says that, and let me read it to you. Uh, but we, this we say by the word of the Lord, that we here are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will by no means precede those who are asleep. That is a term for death. Um, for the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first, and then we here alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds that meet the Lord in the air. Comfort one another with these words. So at the rapture, the church, that we are going to get those new resurrected bodies. Now, Paul, when he's writing oh, okay. to the Corinthians in a second letter, he says, and the resurrection, it, it, and that's what makes it so interesting, what you're asking, because the resurrection deals more with the eternal life. It's eternal life with the new heavenly body, right? So right. He, he's writing about it, and he says, that you know we're waiting for a building from God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens, and um, and he talks about for in this we groan earnestly, desire to be clothed with our habitation which is from heaven. So he, he's again talking about the resurrection, um, and we who are in this tent groan, being burdened, not because we want to be unclothed, but further clothed with mortality may be swallowed up by my life. So as I get older, the more I groan, but my body is going to wear out. But he goes on and he gives assurance. He says, being confident, well-pleased rather, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Paul, when he was writing to the Philippian believers, he said, you know, um, I know, as he's saying to them, they were concerned that they didn't know what was going to happen to Paul. He didn't know what was going to happen in that first imprisonment, whether he was going to be put to death by Caesar Nero. He says, for me to die is to gain um, between two straits, whether to go home, be with the Lord, or to um, stay here, which is better for you. Jesus, when he turned to the thief on the cross that said, remember me when you come into your kingdom, Jesus said, before the sun is set, you'll be with me in paradise. So we put all the the scripture together, to be absent from the bodies, to be present with the Lord. So when we take our, our last breath here, we're going to be with, Jesus. We're going to see him. Um, we'll be with the Lord. That's such a precious promise. I can't wait for that. You know, there's a lot of jokes about Peter and the pearly gates and all of this. You know, forget about that. We're going to see our Lord, and we're going to be with him. Then at the rapture of the church, we will get new heavenly bodies. Now the question comes, Dominic, this is where it gets interesting. People say, well, we're just going to be spirit until that time, or do we get a temporary body um, until the rapture? The Bible doesn't really say. The only hint the only hint that we have is actually, and you might look at this, is in the book of Revelation where John saw uh, the souls of those who have been beheaded in the tribulation period as he sees them in heaven. He doesn't see the body of those. He just sees the souls of those. So they're waiting to get their resurrected bodies. So you could then make full circle, go back to 1 Corinthians, Jesus being the first fruits, and then everybody resurrected in their own order. So, Dominic, when you make your study, the, the church, the Christians will get their resurrected bodies, the rapture of the church, 
then it seems like Daniel chapter 12, that the Old Testament saints will be resurrected at that time. And then in the millennium, it's going to be, it indicates to us, death. But some theologians are, you know, um, the, you know, have the view of it's only going to be death to those who are in rebellion. Um, there are going to be some in rebellion in the in the millennium reign, um, and um, we know that um, you know uh, that death is going to be um, what I meant. The millennium reign is death is going to be very very unusual. And then in the tribulation period, you got tribulation saints. So you got all those resurrections. But all of that, believers are part of the first resurrection, and then unbelievers oh. are part of the second resurrection that is mentioned um, there in Revelation chapter 20. So it's quite a study that yeah. you can do on the resurrection. It's very interesting. But listen, when Paul talks about sleep, the soul doesn't sleep, the body sleeps. So the right. body's going to sleep. That's what you got to remember about the resurrection. Okay? There is no soul okay. sleep. We we immediately go to be with the Lord. And I think that was the gist of the question that you were asking. Yeah, it was, but you really clarified the subject for me. Thank you. Cause uh, I think that's where I was uh, kind of, uh, that's where I was confused about it. Is uh, uh, like, well, how will be, re- how will we be resurrected if we're already with our Lord? But yeah, yeah. That, that clarifies it uh, a lot for me. So yeah. thank you. Yeah, you bet. So, Rapture of the church, the church, tribulation saints, and the end of tribulation, millennium reign, all that stuff, all part of the first resurrection believers, and then the second resurrection you don't want to be a part of that will stand at the great white throne judgment. Hey, great question. Do a study on it. Thanks for calling, Dominic. Everybody calling in, have a blessed day. You as well. Thank you, Pastor. You bet. Thank you for listening to Calvary Live. Be sure to tell a friend about Grace FM.